Hey there, welcome back to the Excedra Show. Hey, Paul's taking a week off, which is cool. But I got Joe here. Joe, how you doing? I'm doing great. Just hey, hanging in there. I've been resting up, so I'm ready to go. I haven't been, but I'm trying to... But we're going to go anyway. We're going anyway. There's been times when I've been sick, and... Oh yeah, there was one infamous show where I had a, a leg issue, and I was—I still and you just show. wouldn't stop showing us. Yes, yes, yes. It was bad. That Gosh. was a weird night. It that was weird. Be, that will be all of us. That won't be our best of someday. So it's okay. <laughs> hey, um, we uh, we we do a behind the steel curtain podcast um, for uh, Pittsburgh Steelers Network, um, but you know we're also interested in some of the other teams around Ohio. Uh, one is the Cleveland Browns. I mean, like them or not, hey, they're a team that's around Ohio, so we follow them. So, we have a vested interest in what's happening. Okay. Yes, yeah, that's, that explains it even better. Um, long ordeal, I guess, ended. Um, the Browns obviously made the move for Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, they had Baker Mayfield. They just made a choice to move on. It happens. Uh, they spent a lot of money. Right. Unfortunately for the Browns, um, Baker May is making eighteen million next year, and in us, for a a good quarterback, really isn't super expensive. Uh, you could spend a lot more. I mean, geez, even well, like they the did. Steelers. They right. already did spend a lot more. Well, but for what I'm saying starting is starting quarterback. Yeah, you know they're paying forty five million plus for Deshaun Watson, which sure. is a lot. But what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, once they made that decision, it was hard to keep Baker Mayfield at the same time. Sure. Um, Baker was in a weird type of position because Baker wasn't super cheap, but his 18 million kind of scared off some people because unless you're willing to make him a starting quarterback, sometimes it's hard to pay spend 18 million in terms of the NFL salary cap on a guy if he w- was to be a backup. So at the time, a lot of uh, NFL teams said, "Hey, we have our quarterback." Um, if they're better than Baker or not, who knows? But like, even like we've talked about saying, man, maybe the Steelers were a landing spot for Baker. But when they picked Mitch Trubisky and when they drafted Kenny Pickett, it didn't make sense to get Baker. So a lot of these quarterback needy teams just kind of jumped off. Where really, in terms of a potential landing spot for Baker Mayfield, probably the three more realistic teams would have been teams like the Detroit Lions. Seattle Seahawks or Carolina Panthers. Um, ended up uh, Baker was traded today to Carolina for a fifth round, a conditional fifth round draft pick in 2024. I did some research. It's going to be a draft pick. Apparently, if Baker plays over 70% of the snaps, it will become a fourth round draft pick. Now, anything could happen. Uh, the that's, Panthers. That's that is still an insulting right. amount to offer for somebody. I think the uh, the insult to injury for the for the Browns here, I think, on this point, is that they, well, there was a contract restructure, I believe, right? Because I think Cleveland is covering, like, 10, 10.5 of the contract um, moving forward, and Carolina is only on the hook for just under $5 million. So I think there was a contract restructure that took it down to 15 that Baker had to agree to, but I think he did because he wanted to get out. 
Yeah, the only thing. But they are getting a they are getting a starting level quarterback in Carolina for less than five million dollars. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that they were splitting the costs in some way. I didn't know what the exact breakdown was. Yeah, it's like um, it's like ten million to five million. Okay. The Browns will be paying twice what the Carolina Panthers will be paying for Baker Mayfield to play on the Carolina Panthers. It's insane. Well, it's interesting because from what I understand, Baker only has a year left on his contract. Right. So, so if you put yourself in Carolina's shoes, you're saying, okay, we give this guy a chance. If the guy's okay, we have a franchise quarterback. If some of the issues that Baker had last year persist, just let him walk. I mean, you don't have to hang on to him. And I'm not right. making any judgment if Baker's going to be good next year or not. But what I'm saying is it's overall a very low-risk issue for the Carolina. Yeah, old draft. Right. And when all that when all that went down, there were so many decisions that had already been made around the league. There was really already a uh, musical chair situation and the music had already stopped. Right. And and then there was an artificial sort of field for oh where could Baker Mayfield land because nobody wanted to pick up eighteen million dollars of contract on a guy that they weren't sure about when not very many people really had legit open seats in their quarterback rooms. Yeah. So, you know, it, it'll end up being a different world after this year where Baker really gets might get a better shot at landing a, a legit job in the future. But his job may just be in Carolina. Uh, there's not a whole lot else there that would keep him out of the starting position. Sam Darnold is the guy who's on on the seat right now, but he did not have a good campaign last year and has struggled since he came into the league. They drafted Matt Corral, who I think most uh, quarterback evaluators would say he's not a guy who's ready to step into the uh, into the pocket this year. Uh, certainly not at the beginning of the year. So I, I look at it and think uh, Baker's got to have a decent shot, especially now that he's got all of the training camp to get the system in his head and figure out how to work with the offensive system in Carolina. Yeah, I'm not a huge um, Baker guy, but I, we've talked about this. And if you listen to our sewage podcast, even going to free agency period, like, you don't feel like you hate anybody. It's more of, what do you bring them in for? Like, there was some discussion of even the Steelers maybe taking a look at Baker Mayfield. And my thought was, okay, if you can get him in for a, an expensive contract, great. If you're paying $20 million for him next year, eh, I'm not sure if he's that guy or not. But, you know, to answer the question, you know, as Joe said, Carolina doesn't have to pay a lot for him. It's yeah. like a one-year flyer where Joe's right. I mean... What else do you have to risk? I mean, you have Sam Darnold and uh, Matt Crow, which probably aren't playoff quarterback for you to be nice. So, yeah, you know, take a chance. If it's- I think there's still there's still a lot of holes for Carolina to have to deal with, and not having to dump a whole lot of money on a new quarterback is helpful. But they don't. It's still going to be an uphill battle for for Baker. He does not have the receiving core that he had in Cleveland. Uh, they they need help uh, even, in the receiving core in Carolina. Even if Carolina has a good year, which, I mean, when I say good year, maybe 500 or something. Uh, like, if Baker plays really well and Carolina isn't horrible, they're maybe just miss out in the playoffs or whatever. 
I, you know, if you draft mid-first round, you still got the potential of getting a good quarterback. I mean, next year's draft class, quarterback-wise, is even stronger. Well, is stronger than what was this year. So, you know, whatever happens, you, you know, if Baker's great and they decide to keep him, good for them. If he's not great, you know, you've got a good quarterback class and who knows who's going to be available in free agency next year. So, yeah, I mean, it's a low risk. I don't think Cleveland's going to do that with the Steelers, you know, if they decide not to do Pickett or Trubisky. Um, good for him. I mean, I, I guess is where I leave that. I don't... Um, well, well, let me get to what really makes this interesting because um, no matter how you feel about Baker or the Browns or anything, week one of next season, holy crap, Joe, the Browns go to Carolina to play the Panthers. So if you sit there and you say, oh, we trade him the NFC, we'll never see him again, or we may not. see him right away. Oh, game one. <laughs> game one. Well, you know, there's there's something to be said for having waited until mid-July to do this. It is an uphill battle for him to learn a new scheme and be ready week one. That's going to be a challenge. The other thing would be that it would be another level up if that game were in Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Well, that would be a whole nother monster as if he would get to go into Cleveland. Oh, man. That's... Well, especially yeah. considering he's not going to face Deshaun Watson. Yeah. That's not going to happen on week one. I, I don't it, care. I don't care what happens with whatever's going on with Deshaun and what decisions get made. There's no way he plays week one. It's definitely a possible winnable game for Carolina. I mean... Yeah. Let's be honest. I mean, if you're a Browns fan listening, you're probably like, oh, they're biased. No, I mean, Jacoby Brissett's a big question mark. I mean, he's not terrible, but I wouldn't say, man, we got Jacoby Brissett. You know, let the wins come. You know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. that, that's not Dynasty gonna time. Yeah, yeah, it's just not going to happen. Um, I, I think, too, it's going to be interesting. Not One game's not going to make a whole season or the rest of Baker Mayfield's career, but I think – I think if Baker struggles, let's say he throws four picks and he's out of his element, maybe faces his former team got to him, I think that's going to harm him for the rest of the season. Now, on the oh, other sure. hand, let's that'd say... Baker, be, that'd be in his head for a long time. Yeah, and let's say on the other hand, Baker balls out. He plays well, Carolina wins going away. I'm not saying that's going to make Baker a Pro Bowl Hall of Fame quarterback, but I think that's going to really propel his confidence. So sure. that first game, it's just going and I'm not a Browns fan or a Panthers fan. I'm circling out on my calendar, Joe, where uh, before this trade, I'm like, ugh, Carolina, Cleveland, early in the year, that doesn't sound too appealing. Now I'm like, whoa, I mean, this is like, you know, must-see TV. There's, a, there's be- a story there now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. What do you think, too, um, and I think as someone who's followed the Steelers, it would be like, say, Big Ben didn't retire and went to the Rams. Well, not the Rams. They wouldn't start him. But like the 49ers. Let's say the 49ers. Okay, we're going to start him. 49ers play the Steelers. Uh, it's interesting. I'm looking at what's happened with Baker. And some of the Baker's big fans that are really upset, they kind of feel they sold Baker out to get to Sean Watson. I, I mean, I saw some tweets today. I, I wrote a story for the Akerbeek Journal talking about what fans are reacting to. And there were some fans on Twitter, Joe, that were like, man, uh, like the Browns, but I hope Baker kills them. 
Uh, yeah. Which is putting Browns fans in a tough spot, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, when just looking at this like a story, you know, there's there's almost no way that the Browns haven't played the hand of the villain on the on on any level during this entire thing. You know, they've they have ridden that guy out of the depths where they were just horrible. And Baker Mayfield put that team on his back and got them to a place where they were respectable, where people had picked them to do really, really well. Uh, and then they weren't able to deliver on that um, because of injuries and because of a number of things going on behind the scenes. But, uh, and then they just completely, <laughs> completely sold that guy out. You know, there was no conversation about, oh, we don't want to, we don't have the money to give you. They just went out and spent all, everything. They right. like took out loans. They like called up that bookie on the corner. They like called called their grandma for future birthday money and just gave it everything guaranteed to a guy with some really serious allegations against him. And it's so hard to and then took that guy that had carried them out of the basement right. and dealt him off for like you know, one of those boxes that you hold hot dogs in when you sell them at the stadium and like a handful of napkins. That's what they're getting. That's what they got back for this guy who was their number one overall pick. And, and the miscommunication between the Browns and Baker was really Just disgusting. Yeah. And let me try to better explain this. And we, we've got a couple minutes. We've got a guest coming on next segment. So let's not argue like last time. But I'm thinking that, like, you know, with Baker. I think he tried too hard to come back too quick from an injury. I mean, it's okay. Like, like our friend Paul Yanchuk is a co-host of ours. Paul, Paul's had a long week. He's like, I need to rest. Okay? Which is great. Um, you don't always have to play hurt. And I think last year, Baker tried to play hurt too much. And shame on the Browns, too, for... You've got Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt to the... I mean, I, I still think Cream Hunt's a top 10 running back. I mean, I'm a big Creighton Hunt guy. And obviously, Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb. They throw the ball too much. I, I mean, it, this is a knock on Baker Mayfield. When you have two stud running backs, uh, look at the game games against the Steelers last year. They threw the ball and threw the ball and threw the ball against the Steelers. If they ran the ball against and the Steelers. And lost both games. Yeah. Yeah. If they ran the ball against the Steelers, and I'm not saying Baker should never throw the ball, but if they had like a ball control and ran the ball, they would have one easily two games right. last year. Well, we we've had this argument before where you you try to to blame Baker Mayfield for trying to come back early as if Ben Roethlisberger didn't walk out there with you know a noodle for an arm and a leg broken in six places and we're like well, oh my gosh that guy's our hero. Listen, it's up to coaching staffs to look right. at a guy and say I'm looking at these X-rays. I'm hearing a doctor's report. Now I know what you're capable of doing and I know you've got heart but we need to sit you right. or like you're saying, I know my guy's hurt. I can't ask him to throw that much. I need him to hand it off right. to two stud running backs. We've got to be, find a different way to win. And the coaching staff didn't do that. Well, I think it is not Baker's fault for trying to play. Right. Yeah. I think Baker was feeling the pressure too, 
Because think about a work situation. Say you're like, man, I'm going to get fired. You know, I'm not doing well here. You press sometimes. Like if you want to keep that job and everything, you're like, okay, I'm going to come in earlier. I'm going to do some extra stuff for where I'm working at. And I think Baker was starting to feel that. And I think that's where, you know, Baker made some choices on his own. The Browns didn't do anything to... I'm more communications have taken place. And, again, I'm not blaming Baker for this. The Browns have a huge part in this, which wasn't good. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I think I would be fascinated to see how Baker does for Carolina. I mean, I think there's a billion great storylines in the NFL. One of the storylines I'm going to be intrigued by is Baker Mayfield going to be able to rebound. I think he is. I think he's going to be really able to rebound if he's got a good running game to help him out. Which you could say about a lot of quarterbacks. I'm not ripping Baker at all. And and the Panthers have Christian McCaffrey, who's a really good running back, if he can stay healthy. If you know Baker can work with Christian McCaffrey, where Baker doesn't have to throw it 60 times a game, I think Baker would be good. And there's nothing wrong he with He doesn't that. have anybody to throw it to 60 times a game. Right, right, right. And hopefully Carolina's a little smarter than the Browns are in terms of how they're running the offense. So. Interesting stuff. Man, Joe, I can't wait. I don't want to wish my life away. Summer's been fun. I don't want summer to go away because it's going to get cooler. But, man, NFL's going to be great this year, dude. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on that I want to check out. Good stories. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be great. Uh, baseball isn't doing it for me. You know, football. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's get to football season. Or even start during the summer. It'd be great. Let's do it. Um, hey, uh, check out our sponsors. Um, Catch App. If you're trying to send money to people, I, I mean, man, if I sent money to Joe, he would look at me like I'm alien if I sent him a check or something. Or if I said, here's some coins I sent in the mail. Why not Cash App? I can instantly send money to people. Joe can instantly send money back to me. And look, if you sign up, we've got a link uh, with the podcast. Just sign up for that. Attach your deposit. Cash App can be like, look, we're going to get you started. Here's five bucks to start you out. Uh, you can... Um, invest in stocks. You can do a bunch of different stuff with Cash App. You get discounts for local restaurants. Lots of good stuff. Check out Cash App. I use it. I, I use it for um, my renter paying me rent each month. Makes it so much easier. He sends me the, the rent. I attach my account. I hit one button. It goes right to my bank account. So easy. So check out Cash App. It'll be good. So And hey, check out upcoming segment. Um... Derek Jacobs, one of the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest uh, competitors from Monday um, on ESPN News, will be on uh, talking to us about his experience and competing against the great Joey Chestnut. So uh, check that podcast out. And share us with your friends. For Joe, this is Chris. Have a great day. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.